He charged me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. I object. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Allegedly Bravo. I'm Lauren. And today we're going to be talking about Mr. Randall Emmett, or as I like to call him, the poor man's Harvey Weinstein. I mean, for real, it's like we might as well be reading that news article instead of this one because it's just like almost exactly the same. Um, So before we get started talking about Randall, I just I have to get a few things off my chest. First of all, the Kim Zolciak of it all. The woman can keep me entertained on screen, off screen, in the tabloids, just always. This lady, her home goes into foreclosure. We all talk about it. We did an episode about it. Uh, Go ahead and listen back a couple episodes. It was my Kim Zolciak episode. Like, we all talked about it. All this stuff, it goes up for foreclosure and her daughter, she's, I feel like her poor daughters are such media pawns in this whole thing. Like they're getting caught walking out of like LAX, like, no, like don't take pictures. We're not being foreclosed upon. Well, she obviously redeemed herself. She paid her debt or whatever was owed to American Express and they get to stay living in their house. However... I am still completely worried about Kim Zolciak's finances. I don't understand them at all. I know that she had Big Papa, but I don't know. Was Big Papa like, oh, here's a 401k? I mean, if that's the kind of sugar daddy that Big Papa was, that would make sense. But I thought he was like a, go ahead and write the check for the Suburban, not here's a 401k. I don't know. I just didn't get the vibe. I mean, she was living in that townhouse. Unless, was he buying her the house? Like, does he still pay her bills? I don't know. Obviously not, because her bills weren't paid when American Express came a-knocking. Yikes. But here's the thing about um, Ariana and Brielle. They've been there since the beginning. And those girls, like, Kendall and Kylie who? You want to talk about growing up in the media Like, they are Kendall and Kylie. They're just, like, way more humble and way more fun. And, like, their show is so much less dark. And maybe they wear Balenciaga, but I don't think there's Balenciaga ties there. And I just, I think that we need to rebrand Brielle and Ariana. And they need to be the Kendall and Kylie Jenner. And I need to see them have, like, and Kim cannot be a part of it. I'm sorry. It's not Kim... Brielle and Ariana like cab beauty enough we can't be doing that but I could do like a Brielle and Ariana like jeans line you know like the Kylie and Kendall Jenner did at Sun. that would be so fun but they would have to do like Aritzia and like bodysuits you know but that it'd be so fun And I think there's a market for that. And I know that Kim is friends maybe with Chloe. And so I feel like Chloe could give them the hookup. But I'm just, I'm not here anymore for the Kendall and Kylie Jenner. And I'd like to formally put the bid in for um, Arielle and Brielle, Arielle and Brielle, Ariana and Brielle to be the new Kendall and Kylie Jenner. I just think it's time. Let's shake it up a bit, okay? 
Um, but go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear more about Kim's foreclosure. I found it really interesting. Um, but I find all of this stuff interesting. So I hope you do too. Um, also, <sighs> Love Island. Are you guys watching Love Island? Because I obviously love it. I'm obsessed with it. I can't get enough of it. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, do they bring their own clothes? Or are people sponsoring all their clothes? Because they have really good clothes. Like um, the other day on one of the fire pits, Olivia, one of the Islanders, was wearing like a full ass gown with gloves that went up to her armpits like full silk gloves up to her armpits and then at the same fire pit while this woman is in a gown and silk armpit gloves there's like another girl in like a crop top and cutoffs like it's crazy it's the best show on television I have to be honest with you but while I'm watching the fire pit and I'm seeing all of this like cool stuff going on, all these outfits and how dynamic these personalities are, I'm like, why isn't there a Brooks Marks tracksuit on one of these Islanders? I don't get it. It's like they're all wearing those keys, sunglasses, keys, quees, quays, whatever. They're all wearing those sunglasses or Ray-Bans. And they should all also be wearing or Brooks Marks tracksuits. And the thing that I love about Brooks Marks tracksuits is that they're just the same but a little different. And it's, it's kind of like Mary-Kate Nashley. Like those Mary-Kate Nashley movies. It's like they're the same but then like one's blue and one's pink. And that's kind of what's going on with the Brooks Marks tracksuit. And I'd just like to see how each Islander kind of styles it. Sounds kind of fun to me. I don't know. That's just me. Let me know if you guys are watching because I love this show. I love it so much. I like the British one. In order of favorite, it's the uh, UK is my favorite. Australia is my second favorite. And USA is my third favorite because it's like so new. And I feel like they're not as open and free. You know, they just like don't have the je ne sais quoi about the Love Island US. So it'll get there. Okay, moving on to Vanderpump Rules, which will then segue us into our little topic that we're going to be discussing. Vanderpump Rules has given me so much life. The joy that I feel while I'm watching the show, it's like I actually feel it. I actually feel the joy. Like I'm sitting in my couch and I'm just like, oh, I feel happy. Why am I smiling? Oh my God. And it's like, I'm smiling because Raquel is just like so cute. I'm obsessed with her. Um, But watching her and Peter, it's just like, I don't know who I feel worse for. Do I feel worse for Peter because he's on this awful date with this girl who can't stop crying? Who cries? I'm sorry, but first she looks like she's laughing and I was like, ha, ha, ha. And then you notice that she's crying. And then you're like, oh, my God. Like, it's so dramatic. But it's so Raquel, you know. But poor Peter also because it's like here he is just like trying so hard. He's like, oh, you know, whatever your name is. What's his name? I always forget his name. DJ James Kennedy. 
he's like, oh, DJ James Kennedy cheated on you. But like, I manage, sir. I can really provide for you. I'm, I'm the manager here. He just DJs on Tuesdays. It's a lot different. And Raquel, of course, like gives it a try. And she's like, I mean, he's the manager. And that's just the DJ. Like, obviously, I'm going to go out with the manager. And I don't know. It's just so the vibe of manager and employee, you know? Um, she friend zones him so hard. And the thing that I just cackled, oh, I cackled and cringed when Peter first asked out Raquel. And he's like, oh, like, I'd really like to go to dinner. Like, would you like to come out with me and go to dinner sometime? And Raquel is oh god bless her she goes yeah but I would really prefer it if we kept it casual and he's like "Ooh, casual uh, okay I mean I guess I could wear a sports coat instead of a suit and it just fucking killed me it's like he's so god bless him he's so out of touch isn't he she's like let's keep it casual like we're friends And he's like, oh, no, I was going to wear a tuxedo and we were going to go to Ruth's Chris. Oh, my God. Oh, Peter. So then we meet the new Raquel, which is DJ James Kennedy's new girlfriend. And I want to know, like, how old is she? I know she's drinking on this show. I do know that. But people have fake IDs. And especially in L.A., you can get a really good one. But this girl looks, I want to say 16. I mean, she looks like a baby. And when I see her with DJ James Kennedy, I just am like, where are her parents? Are her parents going to get involved? Maybe she shouldn't be moving in with this guy. And is she not watching Vanderpump Rules because she's too young? Or is she lying to you? Because like, who doesn't watch the show? But she had to know what she was getting into. And I also, I don't know. I found it, I don't know. I just found the whole thing so weird and like weird. I don't know. She's just so young. And she looks young. And she acts young. And she's like just there to have fun. And I'm worried for her because they're already living together. Oh, God. And it's like he's obviously cheating on her, right? I mean, and when, oh, my God, when... We'll get into the La La Raquel Katie sit down. I have so much to say. But when Raquel's telling Lisa Vanderpump all about the dog and she's like, oh my God, Graham, I had to take him to the vet yesterday. So I was late for work today. Oh my God. I love her so much. I had to walk in. I love Raquel. So she's like, yeah, sorry. I was so late because I had to walk the dog. Which is like every grandpa excuse ever. Like, oh, sorry, I'm late. I had to walk the dog. Oh, got to go. Got to go walk the dog. But Raquel just takes it on and it works for her. And Lisa, of course, falls for it. She's like, oh, my God. And when when Raquel's like, oh, my God, he got a puncture wound and I didn't even know. What? Raquel, he had a puncture wound in his throat and you didn't even know? And... I don't want to say anything. I mean, I'm a dog mom. I understand things happen. But a puncture wound in the throat and you didn't know? Was he just like not caring about it? Like was he whistling through his neck? Like how did you find out? 
I have so many questions. And then also, I have a bone to pick with the editors of these TV programs. If you're listening, or if one of you listeners has an in over at the editorial desk, I have things to say. Like, let's not be putting the puncture wound of graham cracker way up big on the screen, all like zoomed in. You had to go through effort for that because you weren't in the surgery room. So you had to text Raquel and be like, send the picture of graham crackers puncture wound. We cannot be doing this anymore. I don't want to see any more puncture wounds. I don't want to see any wounds in general. I'm not watching Vanderpump Rules or any Bravo show at all for the gore. Okay, let's just skip it. It was so gross. It was so gross. I had to look away. But of course, like, I mean, thank God the dog's okay. But when Lisa spills the beans to DJ James Kennedy and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, you'll pull Graham. And DJ James Kennedy flips. I need to talk to Raquel right now. And he's like freaking out. And I get it. Like it's his dog too and all this stuff. But it just like makes me laugh that it was just a cup. Just a big coast. Just whatever. You know what I mean? Just a big coast. Just why can't I say that word? Just the whatever. Skip. Um, With him being like, yeah, I've come to terms with the fact that I'm not going to be seeing Graham. Like, I get it. I respect her decision. And then he's like, what? (laughs) It just makes me laugh. Okay. Tom Schwartz is the fucking worst, right? I mean, there's no way that anybody is disagreeing with me right now. I can't. If you are disagreeing with me right now, uh uh-uh, you're wrong. Tom Schwartz is the worst. How old is he? I can't even Google it because I know it's just going to upset me more. Why is he acting like such a little baby? He's such a baby. It's so annoying. And first of all, I don't even know how Katie married him, but divorcing him was definitely the right choice. Tom Schwartz cannot be with a woman like Katie. He needs to be with a woman like Raquel, who's like also just like, oh, he's at the bar. He's working. I love him. We spend time together. He didn't mean to cheat on me because Tom Schwartz is like, also like that, you know? And so I think maybe this pairing goes together quite well, but Tom Schwartz is still the fucking worst. Like I, I, I can't handle him when he's like, talks like a baby. He never looks clean. Is that just me? Does he, is he always just a little slick with sweat and grease? Is it, what is it? Because the last time we saw a character like this, that was slick with sweat and grease, it was Jax and he was on cocaine. I need someone to check on Tom. Tom, do you need to pee into a cup and we need to have some chit chats? Do we? I don't know. I don't know. I just don't like him. And I I don't even know if I could think of one redeeming quality about him. Let me think. Hmm. He has twin brothers. That's kind of cute. That's like nice. Or triplets or something. Like, okay, so he knows how to share. Okay, I like that. Okay, but the other Tom, Tom... 
and Katie Tom. I always forget his name. What is his last name? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, Sandoval. Um, Tom Sandoval is so funny. He is so funny with his little band. He takes it so seriously and it means a lot to him. And he really practices and he really puts his whole heart into it. And I think that's really cute. And I think anyone who's like, oh, he's wasting his money. Like, who was it? I think it was DJ James Kennedy who was like, oh, he's wasting his money, like singing in this thing. Shouldn't he go pay for a bar? It's like, well, didn't you and Lala rent out a recording studio to sing some weird song together? I don't see how this is much different. At least these people are going on tour and they're like making actual music, you know? I just find it really cute that Sandoval like does all that stuff. I think it's cute. And I, and I love how Ariana just like totally supports him the whole time. I think that's really fun. Um, Katie, nothing about Katie has changed. Nothing about Katie has changed. She's the exact same person. I do like her new haircut and I think this hair color is perfect for her and I don't think she should change it for a while. She can change the haircut and in fact, I'd like to see her with a little more length some face framing layers and some softness like like um those wavy curls that's what I need to see from her and then maybe from there we can go with some very light not blonde but bronze I guess you'd say lighter brown coming from the bottom like the tips and working their way up so I can see that for her but I can't go back to when she remember when she had that bleached hairstyle it was really bad was orange or something I kind of miss Jackson Brittany I was waiting for them to show up so many times I was like where are these people and then I was like they haven't been on this program in a while but I'd miss them and I'd wish they'd kind of pop back in and I was talking to classic sky tops go follow her on Instagram and she was saying that like she misses uh Stassi and I was like, I don't miss Stassi at all. I never think about her. I never watch the show and think, where's Stassi? I wonder what her and Bo are doing ever. I never do that. But I do wonder, like, where's Jax? He's just so a part of this. And I just miss him. And Brittany was kind of fun. She gave a little bit of accent, a little bit of twang. It was just fun. I miss him. I do. And Jax was unhinged. It was kind of fun. Um, Tom and Ariana are my favorite couple. Shishu, Sheena Shea, slash Brock. Why are they together? I don't like it. Like, why are they together? Brock is such a brick. He should be named Brick, but Brock is actually the perfect name for him. I don't know. I just think Shishu can do better. But, you know, she's happy, and that's what I want for her. I want her to be happy. She has her summer moon. It's just, it's so pretty. Good for her. You know what? Good for her. Okay, the Lala Raquel Katie sit down was the biggest what the fuck moment I've had with television in a really long time. Because obviously at that point, Raquel has definitely knocked boots with shorts, right? Because Katie looks at her and is like, they're talking about how um, or Lala and Katie are kind of pressing her about how Sheena was so bad and trying to get Raquel and Schwartz to make out. 
And Raquel is so funny. She's like, well, I don't think we'd ever like have sex, but maybe we'd make out. I bet you Katie just wanted to jump across the table and like stick her thumbs in Raquel's eyeballs. Like she was probably so pissed. And Raquel's just like, no, I would not do that. And meanwhile, like they totally banged. They totally banged. Lala is so crazy. She's fucking crazy. The way she just sat there and looked at Raquel and was like, oh, I had sex with your boyfriend way at the beginning and then we lied to you about it for years but I was drinking okay what what a weirdo which brings me to the topic Randall Emmett is a bad man he's a bad man and Lala fell in love with him and then Lala married a bad man and then Lala had kids with a bad man and she defended him over and over and over again And I do have to say, Lala's lost a lot of credibility. A lot of credibility. Not because, I'm not trying to be like victim shaming here, but what I'm saying is she goes around popping off so hard on everybody else about how you need to know your man, you need to do this, you need... And I get it. He was lying to her. He was a lying liar who fucking lies, but... She's just over here still, like, maintaining her shit. Like, yeah, he's a liar. And then still being like, yeah, I slept with your man. It's like, you're a liar too, kind of, Lala. I don't know. Raquel, I'm team Raquel on this one. I think her and Schwartz should go ahead and knock boots. And I think Lala needs to stay out of it because how do you fall in love with Randall Emmett? And she's, like, supposed to be, like, knower of everything, keeping eyes on her man and all this stuff. And you mean to tell me you didn't know that your husband was, like, one of those couch predators? Hmm. That's weird. Um, I, me, earlier, Allegedly Bravo did an episode on the LA Times article with Randall Emmett. That is a really, I think, a very thorough episode where we went through the whole LA Times article And we broke it down. We read every single line. Every single line. So I suggest to go listen to that episode. It's, I think, really good. It's up on the feed. Um, But that that article, the LA Times article that that Lala talks about and that's like at the forefront of this Vanderpump Rules season, it kicks off with Bruce Willis. And I totally forgot about him. But... It starts off with Bruce Willis having his um, brain disease and how he's forgetting all his lines and Rand's pantomiming all his stuff. And it just already gave me the ick because we're starting off like with Rand in this LA Times article taking advantage of Bruce Willis who cannot remember his lines. Bruce Willis was a prolific actor. We all know who he is. You, everybody knows Bruce Willis. And the fact that Randall Emmett used him while his brain wasn't working so that Randall Emmett could make a buck or two is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Randall Emmett 
founded a company called Emmett Furla Oasis. And this was a company that he used to produce all his movies and do all his business. So this company, Emmett Furla Oasis, owes over $25 million in loans. This company and Randall have been accused of misrepresentation and civil fraud. Civil fraud. Okay, we, Bravo loves a fraudster. Bravo loves a fraudster. So the Writers Guild of America West actually sued Randall Emmett and Emmett Furla Oasis for over half a million dollars on behalf of a bunch of writers who weren't paid for their work on projects that Emmett and his company allegedly funded. So these people weren't paid and the Writers Guild of America West came for the money and got it. These people are pissed, right? I mean, you're it's like if you're a lawyer and you get in trouble from like the bar association. You know, or you're a doctor and the medical board takes your license away. These are kind of big deals. I don't know. People make mistakes, but a half a million bucks, that's something you might have wanted to pay someone for. You guys all remember when 50 Cent needed his money by Monday. The one thing that I love about this whole saga is that it made me remember that 50 Cent dated Chelsea Handler and I loved them together. And that was a fun little memory. And I like to remember it. So Randall Emmett actually owed 50 Cent a million dollars. And if you don't recall, he ended up literally almost having a heart attack. And he goes to the hospital and he posts on his Instagram, Randall Emmett wearing a pair of shorts and a bunch of those EKGs taped to his hairy chest on that treadmill going 50 cent I'm so stressed out I will get you the money but does 50 cent care no he says money by Monday Randall money by Monday that should have been Lala's first clue that something was awry but it wasn't so The LA Times got to go through all this stuff and then they kind of gave tips on where they found information and what they looked at and this and that. And then I went even deeper and found who are these people? What's this? What's that? So at one point in time, a financier who remains unknown, but this was in March 9th of 2019. So I don't know if there's any Epstein-ness there because I don't remember when he died, But I feel like he died during COVID, so it could have been. I don't know. I'm just saying it was a financier who was alive on March 9th, 2019. And I don't know who it is. Well, the subject line of this email that Randall received says, Total $8,250,000 plus interest. And then the body of the email says, This is a serious amount of capital. I get calls every day from my investors on most of these loans. What's the plan? So in March of 2019, people are like wanting their $8.25 million. And they're sending emails with that in the subject line. 
I'm wondering if Lala ever went through his email or saw any of that. I don't know. I'm not, I'm just curious. I'm wondering. Um, but that would be a really scary subject line to receive. And I think he should have paid that. But this man, Randall Emmett is so in the business of having debt and robbing Peter to pay Paul and stealing money from these people to finance this project and securing payment on this project by attaching a huge name to it, like Bruce Willis, and then trying to make money that way. But it's just a big circle of lies and debt. And he's relying on all these other famous people's names for him to get more money. And at some point, the I mean, karma's coming. Swift like justice. Karma is a cat. That's um, a Taylor Swift lyric. You guys all probably hate that. Sorry. Um, in October of 2019, there was a company called Fizz. And Fizz is a group of British financiers. And these British financiers, I love saying that word, were pissed because Randall owed Fizz in excess of $30 million in principal. In principal. So in May of 2020, Fizz sued him. Fizz sued Randall Emmett for $10 million saying that Oasis used Fizz's money without permission. That's theft. They obtained a judgment against him for $570,000 and um, they have to, he has to pay back that loan that he took out in order to make a movie. So this is, at this point, we have $8.25 million in the hole, $30 million in the hole, $10 million in the hole. That's $48.25 million plus this judgment for $570,000. My God, he's the one who needs to suck dick for a Range Rover. American Express, he owed American Express $393 thousand dollars that is so much money that is more than kim zolciak owed american express and they came after her house so i wonder if they deployed any tactics on rand and this is why i'm like at this point lala your man is getting sued okay this is where there's similarities for me with erica jane at this point in your life your husband is being sued for over $48 million. Do you not know? And is the not knowing purposeful or do you really not know? I have that question and it's a genuine question. I want to know. On top of the $48 million that he owes all of these other people, he owes the IRS $400,000. Now, I'm going to say something here, and this is very accusatory. I wonder if the IRS has the right numbers there. Because if we're dealing with $30 million loans, $10 million lawsuits, this and that, and loans, and paying back, and financing, it's like I'm pretty sure there's probably a little more than $400,000 for the IRS to get. I suggest an audit, but that's just me. 
Randall Emmett has been sued by insurance companies, landlords. I mean, you name it. They're suing. There seems to be no redeeming quality to Randall Emmett. He takes advantage of young women by having them exchange sexual favors to be in his D-rated loser movies. It's just, it's ridiculous. Um, Gloria Allred, who is an iconic female lawyer, sent Randall Emmett a letter. And in this letter, Gloria Aldred asked Randall Emmett, um, if it was true and alleging to Rand that Rand told Gloria Aldred's client that if she wanted to work, she would have to do sexual favors for Randall Emmett. I wouldn't mess with Gloria Allred, Rand. I just wouldn't. Many, many, many women have come out and they've said, like, this man has sexually, physically, mentally, and psychologically harassed them. Um, One woman was sexually, physically, mentally, and physically harassed by him while she worked for him. One assistant recalls that while she was working in Randall Emmett's house, she saw Randall Emmett walking around naked. That's disgusting. This poor woman who has to work for Randall Emmett also said that she walked in on him shaving his back in the office on the carpet. Okay, I'm going to say that one again. Randall Emmett's assistant walked in on him shaving his back in the office on the carpet. Who's going to clean that up? I guarantee you Rand does not know where a vacuum is. I guarantee you. That's disgusting. You can go shave your back now. So he would always have people sign these non-disclosure agreements and pay them off. And that's the epitome of the Harvey Weinstein shtick. You know, sign this non-disclosure agreement. I'll pay you off. Yada, yada, yada. Come sit on my couch. You got to suck my dick. Shave my back. Do this. I'm a hairy, gross man. And the gig's up. The gig is up. We're done with it. Which brings me to the family law of it all. Amber Childs was Randall Emmett's first wife. They had two kids together, London and Riley. Amber Childs and Randall Emmett were married for eight years. And then they got divorced in 2017. So they got divorced right before all the shit hit the fan with like money by Monday, 30 million bucks, pay up, you know, good for her. They're married for eight years, but most recently Amber Childs in October of 2022 filed for a restraining order against Randall Emmett. What on earth was Randall Emmett doing to Amber Childs? Well, in her declaration where she asked the court for a restraining order, Amber Child said that she received an email from Randall that contained a thread of conversations between Randall Emmett and his attorney. So that's privileged, but Randall broke the privilege by forwarding it 
out to Amber. The pair discussed, quote, needing real money to, quote, take this cunt out once and for all. Holy crap. Can you imagine if your ex-husband is like emailing his attorney like, let's take her out. Like, we need real money for this. Like, eh, no, thank you. So she filed for a restraining order. She said she was really scared that he would retaliate against her for having this email. And she didn't even know if she sent it, if like he sent it to her on purpose or on accident. So Amber Childs is sitting here wondering did Rand and his attorney accidentally CC me on this crazy email asking about needing real money to take me out? I mean, Randall Emmett is trying to take the Bedores down and Amber needed a restraining order. But nonetheless, the judge denied Amber Child's restraining order request for lack of evidence. <sighs> It's so hard. But also, uh, restraining orders are a very interesting, nuanced part of the law because the government is restraining you from being free and acting in a free space where you're allowed to go, right? That's kind of the beauty of America. But when you abuse that privilege and you stalk people or hit them or whatever, the, the government and the court is allowed to sort of minimize that right for you and take it away and say you can't come near this person. But there has to be some real evidence, some really persuasive thing that's going to tell a judge that this person should have their rights taken away. And while we're sitting here like, well, sh how is this not enough? Like he says he needs real money. It, that is not enough. That's like mere words. So she would need to have a couple of these or like then a deposit slip with a bunch of money out to show that maybe this guy is going to act crazy or something. But at the end of the day, it was denied for lack of evidence. Um, Randall consistently picks up the kids late is what Amber Child said. So, of course, this stellar father, Randall Emmett, is picking his kids up late from school. Typical. And... Uh, Amber Childs also alleged that Rand would put his hand around her neck and tell her that she could never get away from him and put tracking devices in her car, which we're all like, that's super scary. But the thing is, this all happened when Amber and Randall were married to each other. They're not married anymore. So that is things that occurred in 20, at least 2018, at least, no, at least 2016, the court isn't going to restrain someone in 2022 for an action they did in 2016, you know? So to me, this seems more of maybe it was a, a strategic move to get this information out there. Maybe she knew it was going to be denied because I would assume her attorney would tell her like, hey, this is some old evidence, right? Well, then Randall Emmett married Lala. And Lala said that when Randall and her first met, Randall Emmett took Lala and her mother into a meeting with his attorney and the attorney offered Lala $14,000 to keep her relationship with Randall Emmett a secret. How do you continue that relationship? 
I don't get it. I could not do that. I would be like, uh, sure, I'll take the money. And then I'd never see him again. Like, goodbye, you loser. Um, But of course, then they got divorced. And the way they got divorced was so crazy. Uh, Do you guys remember this? All these fans caught Randall Emmett in an elevator with a bunch of young women. And then they sent it to Lala. So Lala found out about this with everyone else like us on Instagram. And when the guy came home, when Randall Emmett came home, Lala confronted him about these women that he was in the elevator with and asked for his phone and took it from him. And knowing Lala, she like took it from him, right? She throws hands. But apparently, according to Lala, Rand tackled her and tried to pry the phone out of her hands. That's craziness. So then she, of course, in the divorce, she's asking for custody of Ocean, of her daughter, because, I mean, my God, this man is tackling her on the floor. He should not be around a baby. He's untrustworthy. In her declaration, she cited that he actually, Randall Emmett, DM'd some random girl from Instagram and asked her if they, if she would fuck him on the DL and do heroin and meth. And that's a quote. Fuck on the DL and do heroin and meth. That sounds like such... I mean, that sounds like something that someone in a movie would text to be like, oh, I'm an undercover cop. Want to do heroin and meth? <laughs> you know, it's so dumb. This guy's such a loser. I can't. Um... Lala also subpoenaed the woman and her messages with Randall. So I wonder if she ever got them. And I wonder what they said. I do wonder what they said. Obviously, they weren't that juicy because nothing has been attached to any filings that I've seen. Um, One woman uh, talked about, you know, the one who talked about him shaving his back in the office. Well, in Lala's declaration asking for custody of Ocean... The woman who caught him shaving his back also shared an experience where he would pee in the door open, with the door open. And in response to this accusation that Randall Emmett would pee with the door open, his attorney said, Randall only peed with the door open to take a drug test. I don't think that's quite the burden you think it is, sir. There was a total other assistant who you guys will have to go listen to the LA Times article episode because we get really into this conversation about this assistant that Randall Emmett basically used as a drug mule. He didn't even know it, but he was asked to transport cocaine unknowingly and Randall had him pay for all these hotels and Randall owes him a lot of money. Um, I would please go listen to that episode. I think it's really interesting. But that guy who had to be the drug mule for Randall Emmett said, quote, I've seen Randall do lines off a poker table at Sundance the month before. And my question is, was Lisa Barlow there? That's all I want to know. Was Lisa Barlow there? So in conclusion, Randall Emmett is the poor man's Harvey Weinstein. I call him that because he is a couch predator, but he has no money. And as far as I know, 
the real Harvey is a couch predator who actually has money. So Randall Emmett is formally dubbed the poor man's Harvey Weinstein. Thank you so much for listening to my episode. Please head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give me a five-star review and let me know how much you like this episode. Hit me up on Patreon, Instagram, everywhere at Allegedly Bravo. All right, next week we are talking all about the Murdaugh murders. Bye. Allegedly Bravo podcast is hosted, produced, and researched by Lauren Peavy House. Allegedly Bravo is available anywhere you listen to podcasts and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without consent. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps me out. This podcast is made available by the lawyer or legal expert for educational purposes only, as well as to give you general information and a general understanding of the law, not to provide specific legal advice. By listening to this podcast, you understand that there's no attorney-client relationship between you and the podcast publisher. Allegedly Bravo podcast should not be used as a substitute for competent legal advice from a licensed professional attorney in your state. Got it?